Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a great show planned for you. Second day of Big 12 Media Day, so we're talking a lot of college football, specifically the Big 12, the last Big 12 Media Days for Texas football. As a matter of fact, that's already done. They've already moved on. Yesterday was the day for Texas. They're talking about the uh, second group of Big 12 teams today, so we'll get into some more discussion about the Big 12. Also, Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, got a chance to sit down with Steve Sarkeesian, uh, the head coach of Texas football. So we'll replay that interview for you. If you uh, get, can't hear it all, maybe you're going to miss it, go to hornfm.com. It's all up there for you. Or go to the Horn YouTube page, and you can watch Craig Way sit down with Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of Texas football. So we'll uh, hear from uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Also, we're going to hear from Quinn Ewers as well. Craig Way sat down with, uh, with damn near everybody that went up to Big 12 Media Day. So we'll uh, replay those interviews for you and discuss Texas football and the state of the program going into the 2023 season. Show hate to the Rangers? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. There's a lot of buzz about it. We're going to get into it. We'll talk about it. Also, uh, Cowboys. We'll talk about their over-underdogs in five games. And the Cowboys are hiring a lot of data analysts. Uh, we'll talk about what that means for Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys in 2023. All of that and more before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expo but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He had committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Mike Hardball Hearts. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do, mm. new theme Thursday. I'm excited hey. about it. We're always getting it popping. We're one day closer to mm. the weekend. I love talking about Big 12 media days because that Damn means right. football is getting closer mm. and closer mm. and almost upon us. Speaking of football and, and the hard knocks life, make sure you get a chance to tune in. We got our man C.J. Vogel hey. going to come on and talk to us about what his takeaways are from Big 12 Media Days. And not only does he cover the Longhorns, he also covers the Sooners. So he'll be able to break down some of that as well. I did not know that. Yeah, but let me talk about my man mm. that sits across from me that breaks it down for you every single day in a professional way, as always. <laughs> he hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car carrier member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro, as always. That's not a waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, brother? Doing good, doing good. Uh, all right, we got a lot to get into. We'll talk Big 12 Media Days. Uh, also, you know, we know that uh, there's a lot of talk out there, uh, of course, about the uh, new partner yep. for uh, Texas football when it comes to their radio broadcast. Uh, so that is out there, too. So uh, obviously we understand. And there's a lot of chatter. Let me just say this. I know there's a lot of chatter out there, period. Chatter. I work with uh, two very professional uh, guys who are honestly – two of the best at what they do that I've ever worked with. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happens. The the gentleman that I work with, as well as myself, have chosen not to really bring it to the airwaves, as well as the coworkers I have, because that affects the product that's on the air. And what matters most to the people that I do a show with, um, these gentlemen, is the product on the air. That's what matters to us. Right. Yes, and yeah, Exactly. Right? Uh, there, you, got, you guys have jobs out there. You're doing stuff. There are things that happen that you have no control over. Um, hopefully you have enough pride in yourself and what you do that that's what matters, the service or the product that you're bringing to the table. And it's not always your fault that something happens that's out of your control um, that may end a partnership or that may change things. All we can really control is our work ethic and what we bring, the product that we take pride in. We're going to do that to the end, period. Facts. That's what we do. Facts. Yeah. These gentlemen have been unbelievable. And so I'm just throwing it out there. I know it. A lot of y'all upset about the way things have been handled. We don't control that. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> we got no control over any of that. As we like to say, it's above the pay grade. That's above <laughs> our pay grade, guys. And most of y'all listening right now, that's, you, deal, you deal with the same situations. Yep. All right. So listen, 
I guarantee you these gentlemen I work with are talented enough where you will have access to their product and their personality and their opinions somewhere. Guarantee you. And mine too. Yeah, I was just about to say. No matter what the situation. You can talk about us. Yes. But we all know you're going to be just fine as well. Um, So, (laughs) listen, what we care about is the connection that we made with you guys. That matters to us. That's why the product matters. So we're not going to let that get affected by whatever's happening. Yep. No matter how long it's got left. And, you know, that's why Harge is going to be available in some way, form or fashion. And so will Patrick. Because, honestly, (laughs) it ain't about the money. It's about it, the con- it definitely is. <laughs> it's about the connection that they formed with you guys over mm-hmm. the years, and you guys matter to us. You guys are like family to us, and hopefully that's the same with with, with us with you. So, yeah. I apologize for having to start off the show like that, but I know it's a lot of questions, more uncertainty. We don't have all the answers because we're not provided with all the information. <laughs> we're not necessarily given that privilege. Right. As most of you guys who are working for somebody else is not given that privilege either. People assume they're smarter than us, and that's good. It's, they make the decisions. No doubt. All right. What matters to us is our relationship. That's, that's what matters to me. That's what matters to Hart. That's what matters to Patrick. Yep. So. Yeah. And we're going to ride. And hey, we're going we to ride. Hey, let me tell and you, I have fun for four hours every day talking sports with these guys, and we're just going to keep doing that until we can't do it no more. No doubt. Ride the damn wheel. Hey, hey well, well said, my brothers. <laughs> well said, my brothers. Um, so, yeah, that's all. I mean, I, I, I understand we don't want to, you know, we don't want to really, I don't know, toxify the show with that kind of stuff. No. We're all about making sure the product on the air is the most enjoyable product for you because you got enough stress in your life and you don't want to worry about that kind of stuff. We don't want to worry about it either, but real life is real life. Real life. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, let's get to Big 12 Media Days coverage. All right away, 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. Always hit us up there. Or, even more importantly these days, Twitter. You can always holler at us. I'm at Harge, at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Craig Way, who is... Uh, a, a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, the, the voice and it doesn't necessarily have to be in that order. <laughs> <laughs> a scholarly gentleman, whatever you want to put it. Uh, he had a chance to sit down with uh, Steve Sarkeesian. I, we cut out the part where he's telling the story. I would, I would invite y'all to go actually. I was going to say, we should have kept that in there because that is outstanding. I'm just. Uh, because. It was outstanding. It was outstanding it was because great. of the way that it was described in the way that Sark re- came to him with it <laughs> was funny to me. I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize hey, that's how it Craig started. Wait, that's, that's for your bonus content. You can yeah. go to the Horns YouTube for your hey, bonus content. Go you make it, sure you throw us a subscribe for there. Because that's right. Good, it's all, good it all helps out. Hey, man, yeah, because it starts off really funny. It's Craig Way telling the story. I just says about an alligator, uh, an alligator of some kind. So we'll get into that. Uh, but this is the interview that uh, he, uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian sat down with Craig Way and had earlier this week, actually yesterday, uh, at Big 12 Media Days. Let me ask you about the summer and about uh, how it's gone for the guys and their off-season work and getting ready for the coming season. I think it's gone really well. Um, you know, I, I feel like the year in general has gone well for the guys, you know, and we touched on this, you know, getting ready for spring ball and coming out of spring. I thought winter conditioning went really well. Uh, I thought the implementation of some of the new players, the transfers, as well as the high school kids in the wintertime and then going through spring ball. Uh, I thought spring ball was was a success in that you know we didn't have any major injuries coming out of it. Guys that were coming off of off-season surgeries kept getting healthier, and that trend has continued into the summer. Uh, I, you know what I, what I've been talking to the team about. You know I just love their focus. You know I think that these guys now in year three really understand what we're about. Um, you know I, I used to talk a lot about buying into our culture. Uh, I think more so now these guys aren't just buying into the culture. Uh, they're, they're elevating our culture. They're, they're contributing to our culture. Uh, and that's how your culture continues to grow and get better. But, um, you know, I like our group. You know, we're, we're talented. We're tough. I think we've got really good leadership. I love the staff continuity. So in the end, summer has gone really well because I think that these guys understand the expectation of, of each phase of our season. Summer's no different. It's tough. It's hard. It's the weather is, is has not been kind, but that's that's what it's for. It's for us to get kind of hardened to get ready for the season. 
Speaking of staff continuity, Sark, knowing how important Coach Patterson was to you last year in that special assistant role, you've got three guys in those special assistant roles. Uh, specifically, and, and kind of what were you looking for when you hired those three, specifically uh, a guy like Paul Christ, where you both come from the same frame of reference as Power 5 head coaches who've run your own programs yet serve as the play caller and, and kind of delineating and uh, distributing those duties. Yeah, you know, I think any time you try to bring people into your organization, you, you want to be specific in, in what their role is and how they can, uh, A, help what we're trying to do and, B, what we can offer to them. I think Coach Christ, obviously, his experience of, of being a, a tremendous head coach in his time at, at Wisconsin and at Pitt, but his track record of kind of where he grew up in the profession. You know, he, he worked for Mike Riley for a number of years. Mike Riley, uh, that connection he had with Norv Turner way back in the day. Uh Norv Turner hired me right. as a quarterback coach for the Oakland Raiders when I was 29 years old. So philosophically, I think there's a lot of things that make sense. Joe D. Camillus is coming to us from, from the National Football League after 31 years. Uh, and his experience and expertise, not only on special teams, but in game management, I think will be helpful. Uh, and then Payam Sadat coming to us, uh, one of the originators of, of the flex defense. And that, that ability that that defense has to create pressure on the quarterback. So everything was for a reason to what we do. I think they've all been tremendous additions uh, to go along with some of the younger folks that we've brought in, but then ultimately keeping that core staff in place that, that we have now for three straight years. Would you say that maybe the, the, the role of that position when you have those special assistants it's evolved maybe over the over the past few years. I mean, everybody always thought about a coach sitting in a in, in a room just just cutting up tape. And I know and I know a lot of that still happens, obviously. But but has it evolved a bit? Well, I, you know, I can't speak on behalf of what other people do or, or how they utilize people in their organization. Um, we try to make sure that these guys, if they're going to spend their time, if they're going to be with us. Uh, that they that they had can have a significant impact on what we do, um, and so they've got roles and responsibilities. I love having them because of the expertise that I can bounce things off of them, and or I can we can go to a practice and training camp, and I can ask somebody to say, hey, can you watch X, Y, or Z today, and then get some feedback on that. Whether it's a specific drill, whether it's a position group, whether it's a specific scheme that we're trying to implement that day, that they've got the eyes and the expertise to to give me knowledgeable feedback. What does your summer look like, Sark, in terms of your plan of, you know, studying play callers that you like, guys that you try to take ideas from, and, and also looking back at last season and saying, you know, I, I wish I was maybe a little cleaner in, in two-minute here or in, you know, four-minute offense here, or in, and just kind of breaking down. You know, I know we talk about breaking down players, yeah. but as coaches kind of going through that self-evaluation. Yeah, there's no question. We, I always I always self-evaluate, self-reflect, really after every game and then at the end of every season, and um, you know, there, there's there's a cost to all that we do. And then you, you try to look at how do you mitigate that cost because we only have so much time right. and energy that we have. Uh, and then you try to go out and, and what is going on out there and who who has been some of the best either last season or for the last two, three, four years, and how can you continue to implement some of the things that you think fit you um, and not lose what you're really good at, what your what your core values are. So in the end, you, you always try to look at all that stuff and, and you try to look at areas to, because it's not just about the plays, it's about the timing of when right. to call those plays and to have the personnel to run those plays. I would say my, my plays always work better when I got better plays running them, better players go. running them, right? So I think there's all that that goes into it. And in the end, hopefully, you know, as year in and year out as you go, and this, as we go into this season, that we've got everything in place from a personnel standpoint of players, from uh, a playbook and schemes that make sense to, uh, as a play caller, you feel comfortable with what we're going to do and that all of the special situations as they arise, that you've got enough menu of things to do when those things come up that you feel comfortable and you're versatile enough to handle them. I know they, they're pulling on you to get to other things. I want to give you an opportunity before you go to tell folks a little bit about how the ramp up is going to go from here with the staff and with the guys uh, as you as you wrap up. Yeah, so the guys just finished up summer school. Um, they had kind of the 4th of July week to kind of finish up school, take a deep breath, uh, and then we're back into we've got three more weeks of summer conditioning going. We've got three more weeks of, of our PRPs and skill development work that we do. Uh, and then we'll crank it up August 2nd. 
and, and we'll go from there. And I think that we've got we've got a good plan in place to get our team ready to play. I feel really good about the health of our team right now. Um, we had a lot of guys coming off of injuries and different things. They're all back going. They're all back working, which is which is exciting. You want your full allotment of your roster ready to go. Um, and then ultimately, we, we've got to make sure that, that we've got the consistency, that we have a competitive training camp to get our minds right for a, for a very challenging schedule. Hey, uh, I appreciate. I know they're they're pulling on you, and, and we got your quarterback ready to hop on with us too. So we've got that. We've got He's that. way more exciting than me. Uh, no, that's so. all right. It's okay. I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you guys. All right, great. Enjoy the day. Okay. All right, uh, Steve yep. Sarkeesian joining us here uh, at Big Twelve Football uh, Media Days. All right, there you go. Check. You can go check out the comedic beginning intro to that interview with Sark. Uh, go to the YouTube page uh, for the horn. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Um, so go check it out. Or you can go to hornfm.com. <clears throat> go check out the interview in its entirety. We just had, we cut out the comedic part. Now that Harsh brought it up, I regret that we cut it out. We, I, don't know why we, I don't know why we did that. We try, we're trying to sound professional. I don't know. We're trying to sound more I thought it was before. professional in, it was in, in, great. in the way, no, it was in great. Si- sincere side of Sark. And sarcastic as well. <laughs> yes, yes. I love sarcastic. <laughs> there you go. Sark, there like you that. go. Uh, but no, there's no doubt that this is a big year for Sark. I heard Colin Cowherd doing a bit about Sark today. I heard that basically everybody because the Big Twelve Media Days is happening and the big story is Texas. There are a lot of big, you know, uh, long hot takes, kind of long form uh, arguments and debates going on about Sark all around the country. And you basically are in one of two camps: either you, you're a Sark guy or you're not a Sark guy. Yeah, and you got plenty of ammunition on both sides. If you're a Sark guy, you got lots of ammunition. Yep. And what he did at Washington, and then he was on the right trajectory at USC. Personal issues. Mm-hmm. We've all had them. All right? Mm-hmm. Skeletons in your closet. Sometimes they come out and start smoking menthols, and you got to get them back in the closet. All right? Have happened to all of us. Then went to uh, Atlanta, then oh, went to Bama, then Atlanta, then back to Bama, and that's the reinvention of Steve Sarkeesian and then gets the Texas job and then we obviously know the rest of the story there's still not enough evidence on either side of that argument let's be right, honest right if you're a Sark guy and you're saying oh Sark oh he's definitely got what it takes to be a championship coach and he can uh, re and that's crazy thing he, he's had a chance to you know rebuild programs in a sense correct with what he did at Washington, not totally with Texas. Texas was in rebuild mode, but they definitely uh, needed to be reinvented. But there's not enough evidence either way. And this year is supposed to provide all the evidence necessary on either side of what we ultimately think of Steve Sarkeesian as a coach. Couldn't. Right? Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree. Oh man, I'm like, what is oh, going yeah, on yeah, my ears? But that yeah. was me. That wasn't you, Patrick. Check me that out was my hey, hey, my head's out. Turn me up a little bit. Turn <laughs> me up. But yes, I couldn't agree more with you. And you know, the deciding factor for us has always been <clears throat> the sideline. It's been Coach Sark. It's been what is you, what are you going to do? And we could take it further back. We could take it back to all the coaches before him as well. Charlie Strong. You had talent. You recruited mm. well, but then you didn't perform on the field. Same thing with Coach uh, Herman. Herman actually did perform on the field, just missed some of the other ingredients to make sure that he was going to stay in the ball game. But now we're sitting here and we're looking at Coach Sark. He's done everything that he needed to do to get to this point, the epicenter of what everybody has been hoping for. One of the biggest things for me, you got all the talent. We've always talked about that. But now what has every other team in the Big 12 lost? Were they able to recruit and build the way that you have built from the ground up, the way that you wanted to. Mm. You said it. They walk and talk in which ways I like. Mm-hmm. They are carrying themselves. Even the conversation we had yesterday with X-Men yeah. made it even sound like that. The, the Everything is set up on this platter. Now you got to go out and perform, go out but and perform. what are you going to do to help your team get over the top? We always talk about it. Players are going to win games. But at the end of the day, you need a coach to do and win some of them games where they need that coaching on the sideline to say, we're going to get over it on this. I'm going to call the right play. I'm going to make the things happen. Because Chris Kleiman is the one that everybody's looking at. Well, Mike Chris, Gundy yeah. is the one that everybody's looking at because he's had winning successful seasons. Yes, yeah. they've done some things. Yeah. Now you are trying to change the way your numbers look in the book. Because everybody always goes to it. They're like, well, he's such and such in the Big 12. He's such and such in this career. If you go out there and you put up big numbers this year, 
It changes the way people view you, and everything is right in front of you. Yeah, the big numbers have have to have to be wins. I mean, that's the yeah. only big numbers. No, that's what about. I mean. Uh, yeah, he's got to get the dubs because like, he can put up very you know prolific offensive numbers, which he has done all throughout his career as a yeah. coach. Um, but right now, people want to see the dubs. Hasn't had they a ten. See the wins and losses. Hasn't had a ten win season and hasn't had a championship. Has he even competed for a championship? Yep. No. No. I don't think he has. No. No. He exactly. Hasn't. So yeah. exactly, this is the year. The jury's out now. This yep. is it. Yep. This is people are trying to figure out. All right, if you're if you're on the Steve Sarkeesian bandwagon, or if you're not, this is the year where you'll you'll get more evidence, or you'll get more ammunition, I should say, to fuel your argument. If you're a Sark guy <laughs> and he succeeds, then this is the year. Boom, you can go over the top and win that argument. If you're not a Sark guy and he underachieves, then you go. I told you. Right. I mean, <clears throat> what did y'all need to see? Were you not paying attention Which to the one are first, you? first few years of his career? It was pretty damn obvious that he was a, a, a slightly above average coach. Right. But if, though, if he wins and get, and wins the Big 12 title, we go, I t- guys, what were y'all looking at? He obviously did great at Washington and then at USC. <laughs> he he had built a per- from the ground up. He built from there. the ground up. He yeah. had a personal setback, which we all have. Right. And then right. he went on to, to help Bama get a, a national title and then rebuilt Texas and brought Texas back. What did you need to see? It was so obvious when you look back like that he that. was going to be a successful coach. Either way, that argument will be made. It was so obvious when you look at it. And I'm on that side. He's I'm on, an underachiever or that he's a great coach? I'm leaning on the <laughs> side of great coach. I'm looking at I am too. Because I'm leaning more because we've seen the offensive mindset. We've seen the great hires. He's made great hires, too. He's made great hires. He's made great hires. He's recruited well. He's, he's closing. Well. He's been at closing time. He's great. But everything closing has to come. Time. Everything has to come out <laughs> on the field. And if you can get there, to, if you can get Texas to the promised land this year, this year, I think the hate yeah. is oh. going to stop, but I think the hate is going to rise because now you have become that guy. You have become the guy that everybody was hoping you would be that has changed the way Texas football has been viewed as not just, oh, yeah, what did Mike Gundy say? Five years or fifty years? He Which said, one? He said Texas has finished first in the Big Twelve. To finish first in the Big Twelve, what do you think, Mike Gun? He said, "Is that based on the last five years or the last fifty years?" <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> a great question. Right. So now, are you going to be that guy that won't be like, "Yeah, Texas should be up there" because they have they've established themselves in a certain light. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So this is it. The target is on their back, and uh, Quentin Ewers was asked about that target. Everybody gunning, everybody coming after Texas finished uh, Texas. F- pick to finish first in the Big 12 this year. And of course, we know Steve Sarkeesian, he wants all that smoke. He wants the smoke. He's talking about the, the expectations, how, yeah. how, how, how high the expectations are. Here's Quinn Ewers when he was asked about uh, the target on the back of Texas right now. I mean, I think there's always a target on our back, but I kind of there's also a target on the opponents that we're playing. We, we put a target on them. Um, it's kind of like uh, John Wick. You know, he's being hunted, but at the same time, he's hunting those guys as well. <laughs> John Wick reference by Quinn. Hey, that made, I days. knew that made you happy, dog. Woo! I <laughs> big 12 title, baby. That's big 12 title stuff right there. That is big 12 title. Oh, I can man. see it right now in DKR Stadium on the Godzilla Tron. On the big screen. When they're doing the preview video, the hype video to get everybody going, you got Quinn yours. He's just saying that little quote that we just heard right there. And you got a John Wick quote right after that. <laughs> Maybe a little something, something like this. John is a man of focus, commitment, sheer will, something you know very little about. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. With a pencil. Get the, get the hype video ready to go. I need Quinn Ewers with that quote, with a nice John Wick uh, quote as well, John Wick scene, and then keep the hype video going. Basically, Texas is John Wick this year. I love it. Texas football is John Wick. Print. Texas football is John the Wick, shirts. baby. Print the John shirts. Wick. I love Quinn it. Wick. Quinn, I love that, Quinn man. Quinn Wick. Quinn Wick. <laughs> That's what somebody just Quinn hit us Wick. up. 
They said call him Quinn Wick. Let's go, baby. I love it. Yeah. Hey, watch that. All four of them. I haven't, I haven't seen the latest. Have y'all seen the latest? I've seen John the Wick? latest one. You seen the latest yeah. one? Yeah. And you because you weren't a John Wick fan originally. No, I'm not. Okay. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm still like, how does I mean, there's so much survival that's in there. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's he, what I'm saying. There's a, so much survival have and you I'm seen like, come all on. of them? Yes, I'm caught up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's, I'm like, how are you surviving? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask them kind of questions. Is that's that like, dude made be, with polyurethane? That's going to be Texas this year in the Big 12. That yeah. we barely survived. They're going to be Boom. surviving. Bullets, yeah. bullets whizzing by their head. Okay, I like All it. Right, just taking them out. Okay, I like it. That's, go, that's what they're going to do. I like it. I like that, man. I like that, it. That, that got me pumped. I ain't going to lie. That was I it. knew it did. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, man. John Wick Where's Rod at with this John Wick? Like, man, you know what? Feel like John Wick. I man. like it. Can I hear that one more time? I love just, it. Uh, I just want to. Run it back. Run it back. Which one you want, the Quinn or you want I want, the? I want the Quinn one where he's like, mm, I feel like John Wick. I love it. Because that was natural. He that was. He rehearsed yeah, that. that. Yeah. He didn't know where the question was going to go. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's always a target on our back, but I kind of, there's also a target on the opponents that we're playing. We, we put a target on them. Um, it's kind of like uh, John Wick. You know, he's being hunted, but at the same time, he's hunting those guys as well. Damn right. I'm so proud of him. Right, he did it. He did go. that. He said Quinn that for you. I like it. So, hey, uh, Texas Media Department, work on it. We need a John Wick reference in the hype video. That way, kind of our unofficial mascot of the season, John Wick. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, what's, what's that? Why are you referencing John Wick? What's going on there? Oh, y'all don't get it. You don't need to. It's our thing. Costa Nostra. Yeah. You know there I mean? you go. Boom. I like it. It's our thing. I like it. All right. Yeah, there I mean, go. when Quinn said it, I was just like, Rod is gonna go crazy. Oh, <laughs> Quinn is speak, speaking it. my love language, yeah, man. The nexus of pop culture and sports. <laughs> John Wick reference out there. That is fantastic. I knew it. Uh, okay, uh, I wanted to get to some more stuff. We'll, we'll play that Quinn Ewers actually interview with uh, uh, Craig Way later on. We'll get to that. I promise you that. But coming up next, we got to talk about this show. Hey, to the Rangers mm-hmm. story because. I remember I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I said, man, there's some people in Dallas right now. I know some people say Arlington, whatever. Mm, yep, there's some yep. people right now in that area uh, who are Rangers fans talking about Shohei and whether the Rangers could get Shohei. And then I heard E. Hogan on, on, on B&E say, actually, they got all the prospects they need. I, I've been saying that for a while. When you walk around Shohei. and you look, okay, go look at how they build in their, their prospect in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. They got numbers. Hey, and now... Mm, got, you got a one of the top insiders in Major League Baseball making the reference to? There you go. All right, so we're going to get Rangers fans giddy when we come, come back. We're going to do that, talk some baseball. Also, did you watch Team USA? Did you watch the uh, CONCACAF? Yeah, I you, did. You watched it? Yeah. Oh, that's why you were sad? We that's, made- <laughs> that's why, yeah. <laughs> it was a wild. Okay, yeah. you know what? It's all about expectations. When the when the L's come across yes. and oh. there should be some dubs. All right. Yeah. Okay. Problem. Hard is actually a soccer aficionado because yeah. he can't help it. His wife played soccer professionally at the highest levels, and he's got kids that love soccer too, mm-hmm. so he's forced to be into it. So I'm forced. He's going to give us a <laughs> soccer update when we come back, talk some Team USA. All that uh, more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Not Horn. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, Me, I'm super fly. When the rain hits my window Welcome back to Baldo Live right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire plays songs, selections that are supposed to provide clues and hints as to uh, what the new theme of the day is. And Hard and I are supposed to try to guess it. Um, I don't know what the new theme of the day is, but this, in my opinion... It's actually one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. I know that may seem crazy to say. I don't. I don't disagree. Exactly. With you. Right. I like, don't disagree. Missy dude, was cold, bro. When it, when it hit, Missy, when it hit, yeah. Well, when it first hit, it would. I, I don't. I think it took over that. I don't know when it came out. What time of year? I think it took over that song. Yeah. Like it's all you heard. And you, it's one of those songs. I think it was nine. It was either ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah, it's one of those songs where. I could lit. I don't know. I'm sure you got songs like this in any genre. You probably I can listen to it over and over again. And I can't tell you at what point I'm gonna get sick of it. Right. 
I probably could go 10 or 12 straight times and still be just fine. Just jamming at the party? Just straight jamming. Yeah. Like, just, just oh, like on repeat. Like <laughs> yeah. just, it's one of them songs. And like I don't I, think anybody get mad until yeah. probably about the 10th time. Yeah, They'll be like, like hey, man, you ain't got nothing at, else. Hey, man, this is a really long song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does jam, but damn. Uh, it's one of them songs. Okay. Was, and, and you know what? I can't stand the rain, but Ooh. we need some rain because it's 195 oh, outside. Is that the thing? <laughs> No, not oh, that. No. Oh, that was a good game. Hey, it's a good game. I thought oh, I was going to get something. I was going to say, oh, Lord, it's the theme. I'm like, oh, yeah. That we need some rain. Oh, so you yeah. got songs talking about rain. <laughs> yeah. That should be the theme. Patrick, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you just found a great theme. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of songs that talk about rain, too, by the way. That is true. There are, there are tons. Of there are a ton that talk about rain. Dang it. So that is not it. I was just out there looking out there. I was like, man, we need some rain. Oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to go. I was like, oh, sorry, he stumbled yeah. over it again. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's talk before we get into this show. Hate to the Rangers because that'll be the big topic of discussion. Your thoughts on uh, Team USA losing in uh, penalty kicks? Yeah. to Panama. Be, but there was one one. Is it right? It was one. one they, all? No, they didn't score until late. I mean, it was we, we were watching the game, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Did it go they one one to penalty kicks? Or was no, that, was it, yeah, score? it was one one okay, in penalty yeah, yeah, kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they didn't score until extra period. They had to play uh, gotcha. a whole extra period, yeah. and that is when both teams decided that they wanted to score. So every time you get to that point, you get a little bit nervous. They had opportunities, and I know people on the Specs text line uh, are saying that we didn't play with our best team. Very true, but you still need to go out there and win. Should have executed, and they should have been able to uh, win that ball game. And that's the frustrating part about it because every year you really want to be – dialed into the U.S. team. You always want to. Obviously, the women, congratulations on the uh, no. award last night at uh, at the ESPYs. And Shout we'll get out. into that a yeah, little we'll bit, too. To a little bit. But when you sit there and you're looking at this team and you really want to get behind them, because they do have a bunch of youth that's on there finally. Mm-hmm. You look at the youth and you're like, okay, yeah. gets excited about it. But then when you don't have all of your best players participating in the game, whether they're there or not or traveling somewhere else, when you know that you have this game on the schedule, you need to make sure that you win it because you need to be playing for gold. Because next week, you would be playing. You would have played the winner. I think it's Mexico but, that, okay. that ended up playing last night. I don't know who ended up winning that because I went to bed. But I was sitting there looking at that, and I'm like, "What are we doing? What and, are we doing?" And so they were favored. Uh, uh, yeah. TVSA. Yeah. Oh, so you talking about it was and a, Panama is a really good team, but yeah. United States should have won that game. Okay, they should have won that game. Um. Yeah, I know there's a you know a movement right now with uh, men's national soccer yep. to try to infuse youth in it. Number one, but then they've had some. Who's the manager now on the team USA? Uh, he's not even from the United States. Okay, they win. Guess yeah, I'd they say, win yeah, somebody yeah. else. Right, yeah. and that, he's relatively new, correct? Yep, they've yep. had some change. They've had a lot of turnover. Yeah, uh, trying to figure things out. But they said Barkholder is coming back. The the old the the coach that was suspended for a while. Oh, he's coming back. He is coming back. Yeah, he's, okay. They, yeah, he's going to be the nationals, the men's nationals team coach. Okay. Yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So I knew Harwich would would have watched it. Yeah. Harwich is. I was watching to. them and Austin FC. I was gonna say he's. Oh, really? Because Austin, Austin FC, FC lost lost last night too. Yeah. Okay. Give us a breakdown and give it to me. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, they actually have well, made a move. They, they well, Mexico did win three nothing, so they would have been playing Mexico. United States team would have been playing Mexico. But last I'm night, second, Austin FC was like, were they fifth? They, they were right to fifth in the yeah, conference they standings because they won what three in they a row. They won three in a row. Yeah. And then last night they went in there and they played bad, and and it's just it's just one of those things where they they got back. I think his last name is Keller or Heller. Yeah, Keller. Hell, Keller. Yeah, they brought yeah. him back. And then all of a sudden, he makes two plays that weren't on the positive for mm-hmm. Austin FC. He actually pushed Stuver out of the way. I saw that video. Right. Uh, I saw that video. He kind of <laughs> And that's how they scored he to kinda, win the game. He kind of hip checks him the out of the way. Yeah. Why would he do that? Because he may not have known it was him. He had to, no way he knew it was him. There's no way. And he pushed him out of the way. Did and he I'm think just he like, was like hip checking somebody else? Probably. Like a, the opponent? That was probably. weird. I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of Austin FC fans upset about that. Very upset. Um, about it. all right. Um, there you go. Thanks for the soccer update, Harsh. Man, appreciate you, bro. Man, man, man soccer aficionado. Hey, hey, man. Unintentionally, unintentionally too. Unintentionally for sure. It, but everybody in this household pretty much is a soccer fan, except your little girl. Yeah, she's working on that. We're trying <laughs> we're trying <laughs> to get her back involved <laughs> in it, but she is like wifey, no. wifey would like it if she would get yeah. interested, but no. 
No. She's a princess. No. She's a princess. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's that get... likes karate. Nice. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. She is. She was boxing yesterday she when fight? I came home. Oh, she yeah. fight people? I think she's going to be a UFC uh, <laughs> uh, wrestler. I do believe that. I think my oh, daughter will no, be no, a no, UFC. no, 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 no. You should get her into wrestling. She might. I mean. Bro. And not, not UFC. I'm talking no, about pro wrestling. Like Mark Henry. Put, put, I'm, scared, Mark, I'm scared to take Mark her Henry to a match her. because honestly, she'll be in. She can be a princess. Yes. And also, you know, she's she already got her. Bit. She's already got bro, her, her no. set up. And she can have her own persona. Yep. Bro, I'm telling you. Yep. Bro, you can you you can really. She can be a, that can be a career thing for her. Hey, I'm not mad at her. I'm, t- I'm serious. Think about it. You're trying to get Trust her into me. something. Just teach her all the moves at a young age. I'm She'll be a phenom early on, a little prodigy. I'm all in. I'm all in on that. I don't want to be coming home to a to a moonsault <laughs> off the off the roof. <laughs> oh, I will. Give it to the top, I'll, bro. I, every once in a while, I'll take that Russian sickle. <laughs> build a little that sickle that she wants hey, to give me. I'm telling yeah. you. You said she's into like martial arts. She she is she's, definitely. But in she's the not stuff. into soccer yet. Nope. She don't want to get into that yet. Bro. Yeah. Just, she is. She is doing flips now. I was saying, instead of her going down the path of UFC, push it down the path of pro wrestling. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely something I can get into. Come yeah. on now. Anyway, I don't know how we got into that. Let's hear from uh, Buster Only, because Buster Only was uh, on Get Up, I believe, uh, on Get Up, and he started talking about the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, which is inevitable, which is going to happen. We just don't know when it's going to kick off. And he brought up, yes, them Texas Rangers. If Otani is traded yes. before the deadline, what teams would be most likely to go after him? Well, you start with the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, <laughs> the Rangers, the Rays. Maybe a small handful of teams, but there's no doubt. You talked with sources yesterday. They see the Yankees as potentially being the most motivated because Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, they're middle-aged players right in the, the prime of their careers. This is the Yankees' window to win now. You bring in Otani, suddenly the Yankees' rotation with him involved looks so strong. Otani hitting in Yankee Stadium, which favors left-handed sluggers. That's uh, something I'm sure the Yankees would be willing to pay for if Otani is made available by the Angels. That's interesting. Mm. You know why it's interesting? Yeah. Because the Yankees don't have the the same amount of prospects to give up for a Shohei, Shohei Otani. The Yankees have a, a decent farm system, and if you look at some of the players that they brought up recently, most of them have been on the pitching side. Okay. If you're getting a Shohei Otani, and if I'm the uh, Angels, I'm doing them like Dame Lillard. I'm asking for as much as I possibly can. Oh, you mean like like basically trying to name the teams that you yeah. would, you would be available yeah. to? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would look at it Does because Shohei you got to look. No trade clause. Well, I don't think it's more about the no trade well, clause. Oh, Dave, he no, he doesn't because he's still under either. team control. Yeah, he st- didn't have one either. Though. No, no, right. no, he doesn't. But but Shohei's still under team control. Correct. Yeah. But okay. I still would look at if if I'm the Angels, I'm looking at the team that could give me the best haul. Yeah, we, because yes. if you look at it, I would package a piece with Wyatt Lankford, the new draft pick that they just got. Hmm. Which I'll tell you, one of the teams that has the best yeah. prospects out there because Rangers have good, Dodgers have really good prospects. Dodgers as well. really do. So if you're a team like the Dodgers, the Braves has a great farm yeah, system. Yeah, they you do. said you liked the Braves a weeks yeah. ago, and I, I think if you see the Dodgers who want to sign him, so that may be the only reason the Dodgers don't get into it is because they think they can sign him and keep all their prospects yep. and sign him next season. But one if they of the largest tr- media markets, too. Easy in, in and out. And their China. National League. That's yep. one of the things with the Rangers and the Angels. The Angels are going to trade them within the division. Now, they this is them tanking the rest of the season, and they know that, and mm, they're yeah, fine no with question. that, and they think that he's not going to resign, so they don't necessarily mind giving him in division, I don't think, as much. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they would not be thrilled about having to play him again yep. and him coming back there this season. Oh, But I, I think the Dodgers would be my number one guess of who has the most offer – a most offer, the ability to keep him next season, yeah. and that they're in the NL. I, I just think they would rather send him to a team in the NL where they go, yeah, if you're going to leave, cool, stay over in the National League, yeah, and we may only have to really meet up with you in the postseason in the World Series, but we're not going to, you're not going to be sitting in our division, or we have to play you four or five times a year. We don't want to do that, right? We, mm-hmm. we know how good you are. 
That's a good point. And like I said, I don't know when this thing is going to start. Uh, the actual, the, we haven't heard any real substantive reports. Everybody just knows it's happening. Correct. Because they're not going to keep them to the end well, of the season. They're well, gonna, they're sellers. They said that they were going to be sellers just because if Mike Trout didn't get hurt, then they had a shot. It's a different team for them because they're still in striking distance. Hell, you know as well as I do, a lot of times teams, when you think you're, you're about to tank and you're going to try to go in another direction, that's when you play better. A lot of times the team starts playing better because you start bringing up some of these younger players that are hungry. They're not coming up there to fail. They're going to go up there and try to win. Yeah. So I, you still are in between that. And anytime he takes the mound, which he's supposed to pitch tomorrow night, ooh. anytime he takes the mound, you're probably going to win that game. That's must-watch television, <laughs> You know what too. I'm saying? But you're probably going to win that game. Is that, is that, that game going to be on national television somehow? I'm sure it is. If, that, if Major League Baseball, is, if they aren't, I don't know how they do it, but doing like the NFL and flex scheduling, basically mm-hmm. show hey every time he's on the mound, ah, that's they're missing a they're missing yeah. An if they if they're not doing it, that's criminal. That yep. is, and that is that is that's mal that's basically malpractice. It is Market, not. It's marketing malpractice. It is really? not. It is no, not. No, that and is... they're they're playing this really bad team called the Houston Astros. So what the hell? The man? Astros game will not be on national TV. Uh, that's the Apple, crazy. The Apple TV Plus game is Giants and Pirates. ESPN Plus is White Sox Bro, Braves. You need to put something in the contracts. We're like, nah, yeah. sorry, man, we can push it. Even if you had to do it with one of your other that's partner, media point. partners, yeah. it's like, man, you got to push it. It's the best story in sports. Yeah, and I don't know why they're not trying to put more national games out there. And I get, again, this is because of those stupid I know they local got the contracts. contracts. Yeah, I know. It. Uh, I know but it. they, these, it's, nothing's happening right now in sports. You got to put more can, national games of baseball on, right? You do. With that guy, you, you can do. steal headlines. You, is the chance against, of him against the reigning World Series champions versus Shohei Otani? One most one more hated teams and hatred yeah, brings that. It seems like it's a good one. Oh, what are I, you doing, man? I, I will say this for the Yankees in this in the trade talks: the longer this goes, the longer they stretch out not trading him. I think they get less and less value from the Yankees, right? Because they're eight <clears> games back. They're in a really tough division. They're fourth in a division, eight games back right now. You have to sit there if you're the Yankees and be like, well, we need him, but we're going to give all this up for a possible rental and we still may not win our division? The Yankees are the only team, actually, that would do that because they're the Yankees. They, they are. I'm not my asking price. You, you can't ask. Yeah, you true. can't give me on the trade deadline. Of this season, yeah. You can't make me miss another month or another 15 games, 16 games. Yeah. Without Shohei, and then at the end be like, now we want all those prospects. No, give them to him now. Yeah. Let's make the deal right. In fact, don't start him on Friday. Let's make this deal happen. I don't know because we want his start. I don't know what we, we yeah. want. Him, we want as soon as he's ready to get a start. That's a good in there. point. Yeah, especially if you're in it. If yeah. we're giving you, if we're giving you this massive amount for half a season of a contract. I want all that half season. That's the value right now is that I, before <clears throat> I got to pay him, pay him. At least well, and I don't know. He's staying. He's and a if, free agent. Right. He like no. But matter that's the him. scary. That's the scariest part. I think for a lot of them is: Are you going to sign and trade your, kind of thing? Are you going to yeah. gut your farm system to where you're going to have to struggle later? Is a different. It's a longer game in the baseball Th- that's, world just that's because why, of it. And that's why I think is so. The <clears> Rangers are more of a player for me yeah. if it's at the trade deadline. Right, because then they go. Okay, you don't have any other offers, so right, we right. we can give you a reasonable deal for a rental of Shohei Otani. But you like clearly, no one's offering you anything big for him. And the the earlier it happens, then it's more Yankees Central. Uh, but I think the Braves, Dodgers, and Rangers, all because they're leading in their division, will be playing more at the trade deadline. They're going to try and hold out for the for the Angels and try and lowball them as much as they can because they go, look, we're. We're getting it for two and a half months. But the thing about it for me is, for the Rangers situation, you you have to do it in a in a ur- little bit of urgency because your window is going yeah. to change drastically. You already spent a lot of money to bring a lot of players in that you that you have, especially in the middle infield. That's half a billion dollars right there. And then you mm. also got to look at it this way too. You just lost Jacob Degrom for the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Yep. And you had a lot expected for you to have that push. In the end, That's and if right. and lastly, if you want them eyeballs on you, because the Rangers are on TV around here, and the Ranger mm-hmm. fans will eat that up. You want your ballpark sold out every single night. Ooh. You already got a lot of people coming to the games because you're in first place. Bring Shohei Otani. Any place that you go, everybody's going to go because of the fact that you have all those all-stars, six all-stars, 
Six All-Stars, five starters in the All-Star game. And you're going to bring Shohei? Yeah. That will make it seven. No, I'm waiting. <laughs> they do that. They're the team to beat. Yeah. That's great they, they to have say to. that. They'd be the team to beat concerning what they've done the first half of the baseball season. And there will be no holes in your batting lineup. Zero. Yeah. I mean, Scary. in all reality, unless it's the Yankees, I think they're the team to beat. Because yep. if it's the Braves, they're the team to beat. Yep. If it's the Dodgers, they're the team to beat. If it's the Rangers, they're the team to beat. Pretty right, much. right. He the Yankees are the only one at, that are the not, team to beat. they're not playing well enough right now to say, oh, you add them and they're the team to beat because they're just not playing well. Now, they get healthy. They start playing at their highest level. Then maybe they are, but I think everyone else who's in that it puts them on the edge. Yeah, I think he's just that good. He yeah. is that good. You're get, you're getting a Cy Young candidate, and you're getting an MVP candidate. You're getting yeah, you can and make not it, for the same thing. Yeah, agreed. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the conversation. Uh, Shohei, and I, I heard the contract could be upwards worth of six hundred. Love it. You're talking about six hundred something million dollars mm-hmm. for this dude in the contract. Yep. Wow. He's going to be the highest paid um, pro athlete in North American pro sports. Got to yep, be. He's got to be. Who's that right now? Is that Lionel Messi or somebody like that? Is it Messi? What's Messi making? Messi's got to be making some crazy. He's making some really it's ridiculous. Some and, now he, and now he's here. And I'm saying, I think yeah. he, with the Inter Miami thing, I think well, he might be in that conversation. Uh, Apple, yeah, he's getting some of that Apple TV in a money. Different too. conversation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Down the Horn. Sipping on a daily basis, quick to hop out on your block and rig faces, slam slam open spaces, looking good, standing tall. Need on your block, like it pictures off your wall. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, a new theme Thursday. That's when Patrick the ID and I plays jams, selections intended to provide clues to Harge and I as to what the new theme of the day is. And a little young star? H-Town, wow. ain't it? H-Town. Young star. I never thought I'd hear young star on these airwaves like that. Amazing. That beat was nice, too. Oh, I loved it. I loved me some young star back in the day. Man, big Who was fan. he with? Screw, 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 yeah, screw click, man. Yeah, screw up click. S-U-C. Right. I remember a- Zay played this one day yeah, trying to help Chad get mm-hmm. his uh, card on. Really got it. I think got famous from the, the June 27th. Yeah. Originally from the original June 27th freestyle. Everybody remembers Young Stars freestyle on there. Man. Is this 713 day? It is 713 day, but that is not the, the thing. It is 713 oh, that's day. That's another good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Hard. That's another good one. Yeah. Bro, how old Harsh came up with two really good right. names? <laughs> but Missy's not from H-Town, so maybe that's, I mean, I just threw that out there. But it's 713, though. Was yeah, still it is 713. Yeah. Damn good. Did Missy do a song I'm with somebody gonna... from H-Town? <laughs> wow. Uh. Man, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what it is, but I really enjoyed the last two songs. They're two of my favorite songs all time. I love that. Can't stand the rain, Missy. But what do we have to do with how they connect it? Like, what's the common what's the commonality between them? Well, he normally, if we don't got it right. by now, by four o'clock, we normally get it. Young star, and Daniel Blackline, Pitch of All, and Missy. I can't stand the rain. Wow, I am thrown off. I have it no is. idea. H Town is hot. How they? It's hot outside with the rain. I know. I, so that ain't it, though. He told us <laughs> that ain't it. So we're dealing uh, with some heat over here. Okay. All right. All right. We'll wait for the next clue. Uh, Patrick always keeping us on our toes while we call him the idealionaire. Uh, you can be a part of the uh, the Flex, FLXATX.com, FLXATX, and all your social media platforms. Go check it out for yourself. Uh, they're getting ready to uh, have uh, up there their all-flex uh, watch list. You can go check that out. They also have previews for uh Football season coming up with some of the local district previews for the Flex area. So go check that out, flxatx.com, flxatx, and all your social media platforms. Yeah, they're getting ready to get it going real quick with all these high school oh. um, strength and conditioning is going on right now. In the heat. In the Speaking heat. Speaking of the heat. Proud of them, boys. Stay hydrated. Ooh. Stay yeah. hydrated. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Sark brought that up, too. Yeah, you he got to. About, he said the uh, the elements have not been kind, something along those lines. <laughs> it is like, not. no, it's summer in Texas, man. It is smoking hot. It is. And smoking. They, they haven't built the indoor facility yet, have they? Mm-hmm. For them, the boys, to be over there working. The, the bubble's new, still lit. They still oh. got the old school bubble. Yeah, they still can go, go over to the bubble. Yeah. But no, it's hot. They said temperatures today, what they get to? It was supposed to be the hottest day in the history of the world. 
That's what they said. Today, today was supposed to be the hottest was, day in the history of the world. <laughs> and as you drive around town, my AC in my car keeps going like this. <laughs> Sound like a tank out there. I love that. You're not hyperbole. He's like, no, the hottest day in the history of the world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been yeah. the history of it. Oh, man. That's what I, I heard. No, I'm with you. It's hot. No, it's crazy. It seems to be getting hotter, too. Man, that's a good line. Hottest, <laughs> hottest day in the history of yeah, because I heard the was it David Yeoman that yeah, was on. He was talking Craig about Roy? it. He was talking like, about that. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> see, man, CB says they rained in twenty two days. Man, see, twenty two straight days. And CB don't him. even live here no more. <laughs> and he know that it ain't rained. <laughs> oh, CB maybe he hasn't got rain. Oh, uh, let me. Hear yeah, it. maybe we he had, got it. I yeah, okay. Yeah, he said All he right. hasn't. Right. I was like, damn, how CB paying attention <laughs> like that? <laughs> oh, that's how hot it feels. <laughs> All right, we come back. We'll get into more Big 12 Media Days discussion. Also, we'll talk some Cowboys. Cowboys actually are going to be underdogs in five come games. Come on, man. They, all those five games have something in common. They also hired a new data analyst, but will they listen to the data analyst? Mm. That is the question. We'll discuss all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.